This is the John Oakley Show podcast. This is a story I'm glad you're going to hear because I don't think it'll be uh, getting much attention, and it should. And I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm sure embarrassed. I am so embarrassed that this has happened, but welcome to uh, 2020's first victim of cancel culture. And we get confirmation today that the University of BC has canceled a free speech event because Antifa-linked groups threaten violence. And that's because the speaker invited to the events is a guy named Andy No, who's the editor-at-large of Post Millennial, and someone who has done an extended amount of coverage exposing things that Antifa does, violent things that they have done over the last couple of years. And he was going to give a speech about, quote, understanding Antifa violence. I mean, the irony should not be lost on anyone. And why is he qualified to speak on this? Well, because while covering these Antifa groups, he himself became the target of things like violence, you know, doxing, physical attacks, including one that happened back in uh, Portland in July where he was beaten and left with a brain injury. So here we've got a free speech group being silenced now by a university that has chosen, I guess, to side with a group of thugs that now know they can silence anyone by acting like thugs. Andy No is an American conservative social media personality, also editor-at-large of The Post Millennial. He joins us now. Good to have you, Andy. Thank you for having me on. What, you were invited by one of the groups uh, of the school to come and speak at this particular um, event. What did the university tell them was the reason for canceling this? I wasn't privy to that particular phone call, but from what I know uh, from the student organizers is that they canceled because of uh, security concerns. Um, And from the posts that have been going on online ever since it was announced that I was speaking uh, in December, um, various Antifa groups and activists have been mobilizing online to call their comrades to show up, some threatened to um, assault me, Uh, others were doing campaigns of emailing and phone calls. So there was just, the university was getting pressed from all these sides, and in the end, um, instead of standing for free expression and the free access of information, as is the duty of uh, those in academe, they chose to give them to the demands of the thugs. Given your experience, and, and people in our audience won't really understand how you get this expertise, but understanding Antifa violence, how do you have the expertise, and what would your talk have been about to, to enlighten people? I live and work out of Portland, Oregon, um, not too far from Vancouver, B.C., and here Portland has become the one of the epicenters of Antifa um, extremism on the the West Coast of North America ever since the uh, election of Donald Trump. There's just been an explosion of political violence on the streets that happened with regularity, almost to the point where uh, it's become a banality here. And I, if I had been um, speaking at the end of this month in Canada, I would have focused on how this American phenomenon, American manifestation of uh, an old ideology is taking root in Canada 
um, and the effects of what's been happening on this side of the border has been spilling over uh, over there as well. Um, you may recall the incident of um, in June at U- UBC. Mm-hmm. There was an Antifa uh, demonstration um, when a free speech group invited a a critic of the transgender ideology, and there was violence there. And then, of course, in in Hamilton, uh, Ontario, mm-hmm. uh, just last autumn, the the shocking footage of the riot where um, the elderly couple were accosted and harassed. So uh, this is happening on both sides of the border. There's violence involved, and with the 2020 um, ele- campaign year that's happening now, things are going to heat up. Um, people need to be aware of not just uh, of the potential for political violence at universities and on the streets, but the ideology behind it that's motivating it. Right. I mean, their whole premise and what they say they stand for is fighting anti-fascism. Um, and yet the tactics they use, you know, makes them the very thing that they say that they fight and hate. Why do you think uh, their violence is acceptable when when it's not acceptable on the right and it shouldn't be acceptable on the right? Why is it so acceptable in giving a pass on the left? Well, this this is a wonderful question. It goes to something deeper. You notice that in academia for decades uh, in the West, we've never really been able to confront um, the the crimes of um, the historical and contemporary crimes that come from communism and the far left, whereas um, the atrocities committed by far-right ideologies like fascism um, is very well understood. So you, we have generations of um, young people who believe that the left can never go too far. So um, they believe today the, the current manifestation of various Antifa networks is that um, they are justified in doing what they do because they're opposing uh, the right wing, the far right, that they're standing up for, quote unquote, the oppressed. So they can do, uh, by any means necessary, they can do whatever that needs to happen to shut down the opposition um, through harassment, intimidation, property destruction, and, of course, uh, violence against individuals. And clearly you are a target. I mentioned the physical attack that left you with a brain injury uh, earlier in the summer, uh, but they've doxed you. And for those who don't know what that means, I mean, they will send out your address and show up, I guess, at your home. You are a very clear target. How far do you think they're willing to go? I think, um, if need be, they're willing to kill as well as get themselves killed. Uh, 2019 has been a particularly deadly year for various Antifa extremists, uh, particularly in the Pacific Northwest, in Tacoma, Washington, where their militants launched a attack on the Immigration and Customs Facility, um, tried to ignite a 500-gallon propane tank, and got himself killed. He came on with a gun. Um, so, you know, they're launching attacks. They're they're primarily not, usually not trying to target regular citizens, but rather things that represent uh, the state, such as law enforcement. Um, however, as the movement is also relatively decentralized and doesn't have necessarily a leader, um, they have a lot of rogue elements where um, some of the extremists can target people, as we saw 
uh, what happened in Dayton, Ohio, in the summer of last year, where an Antifa extremist killed nine people. Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom is uh, demanding that the university reverse its decision or they will face legal action. Um, I'm not sure what the university will do. I'm not sure how much pressure will be put on them to change course. But again, uh, if they bend to this group, that means they've given victory um, to oppressors, to those who don't want to hear other opinions. And I think it's a very dangerous precedent to set. Do you get the sense that they're feeling like they will change their position? I, the university has not made any public comment ever since the uh, demand letter was sent and the press release that was sent out early this morning. So we can hope that we can only hope they do the right thing. I think legally, uh, the case that the um, the legal advocacy group has taken on uh, on my behalf as well as the student group's behalf is on on strong ground. Um, however, just on the moral position, like. It's regardless of what people may think of my views and my writings and my reporting, um, it really is the death of academe if um, it does not protect the access to information. Not to mention, in trying to silence you, you're getting far more attention probably for this speech and the issue at hand than you would have had they just let you go and have your speech. Uh, well, that's the potential silver lining in all this. We'll stay tuned. Andy, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll continue following and uh, see what position the uh, university, if they plan to take one, uh, decides to take. We'll keep in touch. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me on. That is uh, Andy No. If you want to follow him on Twitter and see where this goes, it is uh, N-G-O is a spelling of his last name. And uh, worth um, worth following. Even if you disagree, don't agree. And it's Mr. Andy No on uh, Twitter. But even if you disagree with him, to learn the other side of what's going on, because if you see some of these protests and you see some of the tactics these guys pull, it is outrageous that it is not being dealt with, it is being ignored, that it is being fueled. You saw the garbage that went on at Mohawk College. I mean, give me a break that, uh, you know, that universities here are buckling to this garbage is not just gross, it's dangerous. It is dangerous that you would fuel that kind um, of behavior. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.